Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Active Optimist podcast. This is Arena, your host, the Active Optimist. With everything I do, I want you to believe that you don't have to be depressed forever. I truly believe that depression is the ultimate cry for help, not for happiness, but for connection back to ourselves and what truly matters. I'm here each week to support you, bring community, and give you daily actions to address the social, psychological, and biological causes of depression so that you can step into the life you know you're meant to lead. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode. We are getting a little technical, shall we say, but it's okay. We will be talking about food and how food relates to our depression or maybe not relates, but can affect our depression or in some cases can cause depression if we are really on the wrong path for a long time. But my aim is to really break it down so we are all in this together, so we all know what food is doing to our body, to our brain, because these things are not separate, even though we like to think of them as separate. The body and brain are one, it's one entire organism. It's not two separate things, and just because one is, you know, in your head and one's not, they work together and they communicate together and the health of one is dependent on the health of the other, which I think is left out of a lot of mental health, depression type conversations. So this is me trying to bring that in and hopefully we'll do more of these because it's very important to be informed about depression because we're all unique. We all have unique things happening and this may not apply to you because say you just feel that this isn't what is causing or extending your depression, but it's good to know regardless so that you can support your brain and your body in the most in the best way possible so we can fully recover and be depression resilient. So, yeah, so as I said, the food that you eat not only directly affects the health of your brain, but can be the cause of depression or can just extend depression's length and just be a destabilizer in our brain. Meaning that the food that we eat, subsequently the health of our brain, can be a stabilizer or destabilizer in our mental health. And our goal is to have it as a stabilizer. So even when other things go awry, when other things you know, blow up, our brain is in optimal health. So we know that this isn't the problem and we can focus on other things. Now, as I said before, the world often explains depression as it's in your brain, it's only your brain that's going wrong. This is a very reductive statement and there are other things that affect the body, your moods, your depression, your mental health that are not actually connected to your brain. We have external forces, which can be rejection, fear, shame, trauma, lack of purpose, lack of work, feeling isolated, being disconnected from your body, from other people. And then there can be internal things. And one of these is food, or more specifically, food's effect on your digestive system, which if the food's unhealthy for your digestive system, then your digestive system is unable to support your brain and your brain becomes unhealthy. So to break it down, your brain and your, what I will call the gut, which is more or less your digestive system. Very simply, think your stomach, your two digestive tracts, your small intestines and your large intestines. 
some of your liver, and there are definitely other things, but for our purposes, we just have to know it's in our stomach, and it is the whole system that deals with digesting food, which in short, we call the gut. So food affects the health of the gut, which affects the brain, and the gut and brain are connected with each other with many ways, but in our circumstances, we are really focusing on the vagus nerve, which is part of the enteric nervous system, as well as neurotransmitters, which, as we know, are our brain's hormone chemicals. And with neurotransmitters, more often than not, your gut is the problem when you're having neurotransmitter deficiency in the brain. Because your gut is primarily responsible for creating a lot of the neurotransmitters that we need that are associated with mental health and depression. And an unhealthy gut is very ineffective in making or absorbing neurotransmitters, so the brain never has the ability to get them, to use them, to support our moods, to support our functions. So just to bring it back a little, back to the gut. The gut and the brain are connected via the enteric nervous system. They're connected by a bunch of other things, but our focus is on the enteric nervous system because most of our focus is on how the gut function governs our brain and our moods and our depression. The big nerve in the enteric nervous system is the vagus nerve. And we can think of the vagus nerve as a main highway that signals in both directions. It sends signals from the brain to the gut and it sends signals from the gut to the brain. And it brings a lot of the things that the brain needs up into the brain after you digest it. So think of like antidepressant meds or any medication. The food that you eat and the stuff that's in your gut gets to your brain just as medication for your mental health where your brain gets to your brain. And that's the fastest way, and that's a very direct way, and that's why your gut and your brain can talk to each other so quickly. Yes, there are other systems that connect the gut to the brain that bring the food, bring the nutrition that the brain needs up to it. However, I just want to emphasize that these two things are very, very connected, and there's just a big main highway that goes from your brain stem all the way down to your gut in one direct path. And this happens all the time, continually happening. It's a continual conversation. And what really determines the health of the gut is actually the health of the gut microbiome, which is the collection of living bacteria, funguses, symbi-microbial cells, meaning that it's symbiotic with your body. So your body depends on them and they depend on your body to live they're basically the little workers of the digestive system. And the health of this rainforest, this ecosystem of cells, is what we're really talking about when we say gut health. Because they are more or less the end-all be-all for your gut. So if they're unhealthy, the gut is unhealthy. And they can also repair the gut when they become healthier, which is our aim. And scientists have theorized that people who are depressed have a different population of gut bacteria than those who are not depressed. And with people with major depressive disorder, which is the overarching medical condition for depression, these people had less than 50 types of microbacteria species in their gut microbiome that were different than those without 
major depressive disorder. They have also found when looking at the species that are associated with higher quality of life indicators, when those species are depleted in someone's microbiome, that person is likely to be a depressed subject. And additionally, bacteria that causes inflammation is often found in higher numbers when people are suffering from depression. So in short, the diversity or what is in your microbiome really reflects what your mental state is and what your mental health and fitness is. And our goal really is to keep our gut microbiome very diverse and very full so that we are able to support our brain so they can work together and grow together because the changing of these microbes of whatever is in your gut microbiome will change our moods and our mental fitness. Because in addition to being responsible for breaking down food and getting nutrition and all that, you know, the normal stuff that we think about when talking about our digestive system, when talking about our gut, but they are also responsible for many brain chemical productions such as dopamine and serotonin. So in short, with the relationship with the brain, your gut needs your brain to be stable to continue its functions, and the brain needs your gut to have a healthy bacteria, healthy microbiome to have its necessary chemicals. So your brain and your gut have a relationship that really rely on each other. If one falls off the wagon, the other one will follow. If one's super strong, it's a lot easier for the other one to function properly and do its necessary stuff. And the food that you eat can have a very, very large effect on the health and the diversity of your microbiome. So because each little type of microbial cell feeds on different types of food. So if you're only feeding your body one type of food that isn't helping some of the microbiome species, then they are more likely to weaken and die because they don't have the food that they need. Likewise, if you aren't giving any of your microbiome really good food, then it also suffers and becomes kind of starved. So eating habits can deepen your depression with your brain not getting the support that it needs and it becomes harder and harder to function optimally. And I know this is hard because stress and with our mood decreasing, our appetite is often dulled. And when we're depressed, we don't usually think about the healthiest food for us or we just don't think about food because our appetite just really plummets. Or on the other side, you get really ravenous and you just love to eat, eat, eat and love to snack and just really love those, you know, crunchy foods, those comfort foods that really suppress our feelings. And those two things aren't inherently bad, but it is very important to be mindful that if that is how you are coping with your depression, because that does have an effect on your microbiome. So if something is happening, your health and your diet and eating healthy food kind of falls to the wayside, then you're leaving your gut to be vulnerable to becoming unhealthy and unable to support your brain, which is also struggling. So it's just this vicious cycle. So I just wanted to make that clear that I do understand that it is a vicious cycle. However, now that we know that our food actually directly affects the health of our brain and can support our brain through hard times or when it's struggling, then hopefully we'll be able to have that in the back of our mind and hopefully be 
able to implement that when we really want to get better. So if you are struggling from a gut-induced or gut-supported depression, how do you reset your gut microbiome to steer you back to be a healthy mental state? And the key is to increase probiotics and prebiotics to your diet. So probiotics are live bacteria that can give, convey healthy benefits when eaten, and prebiotics contain beneficial bacteria that helps your gut and your brain. And if your depression is contributed to having an unhealthy gut, this is super, super important in building a foundation for success, in pulling yourselves out of depression, in creating a depression-resilient life. So even when you're not in your darkest steps of depression and maybe you're fully recovered or if you're partially recovered, if you're feeling better, if you're on that upward spiral, being cognizant of what you're eating and supporting your body and supporting your gut and supporting your brain with healthy foods, with foods that will give it more life, give it more energy, provide more balance and really guarantee that those chemicals, those hormones are really working for your brain is to think about this. We need to get into the habit of resetting our gut microbiome with probiotics and prebiotics. So probiotics are live cultures or live bacteria that we can drink or eat and then they are very healthy in our microbiome and can actually add things to our microbiome if they are struggling to be there. And prebiotics is food for your bacteria, food for your microbiome. And the way I like to think about this, even though it's not actually literally correct, is probiotics are the seeds and prebiotics is the fertilizer. And with all of these, think about like fermented foods, beans, you know, oats, blueberries, asparagus, leafy greens, dark greens, all those really like powerful, rich foods are really great. So what we want to think about when we are talking about how to support our gut or how to heal our gut is five steps. Remove, repair, replace, repopulate, and restore. So to remove means the first step is that we just remove the toxic food, the gluten, the dairy, the alcohol, and other inflammatory foods as much as possible. Obviously, this is kind of extreme and just removing them, you know, fresh out the gate. So maybe just decrease them. Just decrease what you're putting in your body that you think is not helping it. And be curious about what fits with you and what doesn't. For example, for me, gluten and dairy, I do eat, but I do eat it in moderation. However, I don't eat, you know, a lot of toxic food that much, meaning processed food, I don't eat that much. So it's just a balance and Don't be too stringent of yourself because if you are, then you're not going to be able to stick with it. But more or less, remove the foods that are not good for you, that are, you know, toxic for you, that may have a lot of other chemicals that are often chemicals that your microbiome isn't able to eat up and, you know, feed itself. So you're basically starving the little bacteria that is trying to support your brain. Also, inflammatory foods, that is very important because inflammation is connected to depression and connected to having a depressed mind. When inflammation happens around your body for a very long period of time, it is bound to get into your brain and having an inflamed brain creates depressive 
symptoms. But that's a whole nother episode. Next, restore, repair, replace, and repopulate. So this is when we want to talk about our probiotics and our prebiotics. We want to give your body some digestive enzymes that support your gut, support your digestive functions, and probiotics to help support your microbiome. And then restore at last would be to work on your spirit, control stress, because this will pull back and attack the progress that we've made. Stress does not create an environment for your gut to fully support your brain the way that it wants because it isn't able to work fully. It isn't able to function in an optimal way. So hopefully that made a little sense to you. I'm trying to really simplify all of this stuff because it can get really complicated when I read about nutrition. And I'm not a nutritionist, but I think that it's still important to you know understand or just have a little sense of, even if you don't think that this is something to put into your daily life, just understand that food really actually does affect your mental health. And we really shouldn't focus on food as much in a aesthetic way. Even though, yes, sometimes that is very important, but more often than not, food is often used to shame people and it often has a negative connotation. And I think a lot of people in the health space are really trying to push back against that and a more positive spin on eating healthy, eating for your body, eating for the planet, eating for animals, you know, just eating for a better future. And part of that is eating for a more healthy and more sustainable brain and to relieve depression and to help us become depression resilient so we can truly live our life the way that we know that we're able to and just take the joys, take the sadnesses, take the grief, take the happiness, take the world fully in and truly live our life purpose because that's what we truly are here to do and to truly just feel worthy to feel loved and to go on this journey and not be stuck in a downward spiral, not to be stuck in our dark places, but to move through them to see more places of light, more places of love and more places of life and freedom. But anyway, that's why eating healthy is so important because it is a stabilizer for your brain. If your gut is healthy, if you're eating healthy food, your brain is able to rely on that. And even if you're struggling still with depression, because I don't think that this will, in most cases, you know, relieve you from your depression completely because there's multiple causes. And I think these causes all work together to truly destabilize your brain into a downward spiral. But it is one that we can easily take care of and make it a habit in our life. Plus, it'll make us feel better in our bodies. It'll make us feel more alert. It'll help reduce brain fog, which is closely tied to the gut and to inflammation. So it's just a part of the journey in supporting your mind, supporting your brain, supporting yourself as a person so that you have mental fitness so that you can, you know, just live your life the way that you really desire to. So last but not least, I just want to leave you with some ideas about what foods to eat, what to focus on that will really help your brain. So I got this from a little webinar series that I did on the gut brain solution or the gut brain connection. An acronym that they use that I found really helpful that really stuck with me is G-BOMBS, spelled G 
B-O-M-B-S. So G stands for leafy raw greens. Eating different types of plants will feed different types of microbes in your gut. Plus, leafy raw greens add to fiber, and fiber is very important in building a very strong and healthy gut system. So B is for beans, cooked beans specifically. So fibers from foods like beans are able to reach the gut and simulate growth and promote activity in your microbiome and are also referred as prebiotic, meaning, as we said before, they fertilize the microbiome in your gut. O is for onions. So I talk about onions as raw onions, but they can also be cooked. But raw ones are better because the fibers in the onions aren't broken down as much. Also, you can do scallions or just whatever's in that family as well. So as with the beans and as with the greens, fibers can help heal and reinforce gut lining. So we are sure that it's not leaky. So we're sure that any toxins that are in our body that are in our digestive system, I guess, not our body, in our digestive system, don't get into our bloodstream, don't cause inflammation in our brain. It's just like extra padding, some insurance, and it's also a prebiotic, which is food for our gut. M is for mushrooms, which are very nutritious and they strengthen our immune system, and they are a prebiotic, meaning they're also food for our gut. B is for berries, and berries are important because they're antioxidants for the brain, which keeps the brain super healthy and helps it perform optimally. And last but not least, S is for seeds, which pack a ton of nutrition because they're basically baby plants and they give us natural oils, which are very healthy for our brain. So think G-bombs when you think of what should I add to my meals? What should I put into my dinners, into my lunches? So hopefully that helped you. I personally don't like berries or mushrooms, but onions for sure, greens for sure, and beans for sure. I definitely eat more than I used to before I realized how important they were in supporting and supporting my mental health and living an antidepressant life. So yeah, so that's the end of today's episode. I hoped it made sense. I hope you like it. Message me if you have any questions about nutrition and about the gut. I hope to do some more episodes on this because this is very wide ranging and I think that it could do it more justice to have another episode about it, but we'll see about that in the future. So the action of the week today is to challenge yourself to spend 20 minutes outside in the sun. So you can do this right now, or maybe you took a walk while listening to this podcast, so props to you, but challenge yourself to spend 20 minutes outside in the sun. If you want to be really ambitious, try to do a challenge, like a three-day challenge, a seven-week challenge, a 10-day challenge, however much, and just try to you know keep up a streak of spending 20 minutes outside. I think that will really help you, just beneficial, just resetting your body, resetting your clock, getting some fresh air, a change of scenery is always beneficial to anyone, 
especially when we are depressed and when going outside and moving can be a struggle and can be something that we kind of forget about because we're kind of on autopilot or we just don't want to move. Um, so that's the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If this episode has touched you in any way, shape or form, if you heard something that resonated with you, share this episode with a friend or leave us a review and let me know. I will talk to you next week. Have a good week. Bye.